The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? We had to bleed that bit, but I think you get the message. I'm joined by Lisa Cannon, TV presenter, executive producer of Spotlight for our Inside Hollywood slot. And we're looking at famous 80s action adventure movies. Oh, listen, this is a great slot. So I'm sorry. I hope everyone's going to enjoy this because the 80s brought these great gifts. You know, we had the nihilism of the 1970s Vietnam movies with Roma Polanski and I I suppose Stanley Kubrick as well. And now it's muscle bound, ill-fitting denim heroes, action heroes. And uh, there it is, of course, Die Hard. Everyone calls it a Christmas movie, but we're going to go early this time and say it is an action movie, the action movie of the 1980s with um, the wonderful Bruce Willis. Now, uh, Bruce was uh, one uh, action movie star. And uh, as you say, it's a pity his condition at the moment is uh, rather sad. Uh, Others, and we've talked about them before, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone. Yeah. Now, I I drew inspiration from the Sylvester Stallone documentary that's out at the moment called Sly. Which is great. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, do tune in because it's only about an hour and 40 minutes and it really gives you a kind of global overview of, of his life and, and what he's achieved as a, not only an action star but as a, a producer and a writer, a screenwriter, more importantly. Um, a lot of people kind of diss the action heroes of the 80s and I have just a tremendous love for them. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> the moustache, muscle-bound uh, action heroes of, of my day um, would have been, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. We also had Harrison Ford in there as well with all the... The Lost Ark um, movies and then not forgetting of course Mel Gibson um, who brought Lethal Weapon which we'll be talking about in a moment but The Terminator in 1984 if we're talking about Arnie for argument's sake was a low budget success movie made on only about 6.4 million which is peanuts if you think of it in today's money Um, but James Cameron of course directed this and he wrote and directed it and he wanted to showcase Arnold Schwarzenegger's talent Um, now (laughs) at the time he was Mr. Olympia he had absolutely zero acting experience I mean Conan the Barbarian many it's kind of smaller movies, but yeah. to actually catapult him into global status, fame, this was the breakthrough road. He wanted the action hero to be larger than life and who could you get yeah. bigger and better than but he, At the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, regarded as a, a fellow who couldn't act really. He couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. But the character that he was given robotic dialogue was part of the of the, the, the character itself. Absolutely. So it was typecasting almost. Absolutely. It was perfectly cast. And I was going to pick a clip from Terminator. We've actually talked about it briefly before um, on Inside Hollywood, but um, obviously he goes into the bank and it's his famous line, I'll be back. And um, of course, there's other scenes where he's naked and he robs the guys on the streets, you know, gets their clothes. But it's the sheer enormity of him and his physicality that really brings um, the Terminator to life. I mean, can Casting-wise, O.J. Simpson was considered for this role. You couldn't have, surely. But actually, they thought he was too nice and too convincing to be that cold-blooded killer that mm. the Terminator needed to be. Um, <laughs> Talk but, about art imitating life, or life rather, imitating it, art. Indeed. Anyway. But, um, you know, it was, uh, kind of you're bringing yourself into that kind of the techno-noir aesthetic and lots of special effects. But really, um, it's one of the greats. It's one of the great action movies. It went on, of course, to do the franchise with T2 and T3 and on we went. So, yeah. really the, you know, these action movies you're talking about where there's Die Hard and it's hard to imagine anyone else as John McClane 
except Bruce Willis. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, you know, it's funny because when you're thinking of Die Hard now, and we mentioned it's a Christmas movie, right at that time, Bruce Willis was considered a comedy actor in Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd. I used to watch that. Yeah. Um, I, was, I don't even know if I was allowed to watch it, but I watched it anyway back in the 80s. And he was cast controversially at that time. People were very sceptical. Why hadn't you cast Sylvester Stallone? Why hadn't you cast, you know, Harrison Ford as such? But um, yeah, they had other people in mind. Richard Gere was also nominated for for the role and then he didn't want it. So anyway, uh, we had, of course, uh, that casting shuffle and John McClane was born. I mean, not only is it based on the novel Nothing Lasts Forever, but you have an incredible director behind the helm as well. And bringing John McClane to life was what Bruce Willis did best. He actually improvised an awful lot of the action sequences that you see there, did his own stunts. So yes, he, he injured himself many, many times over. But I think the star of the show, if nobody minds me saying, is Alan Rickman. Yeah. The, the late villain. Alan Rickman. The late Alan Rickman, sorry, excuse me, to say what an incredible performance. He's the best villain, cold-blooded villain, I think, uh, uh, in action movies of the Absolutely, so smooth and yet sinister. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Um, You've another clip. What's this one from? Well, I, c- I couldn't decide. I mean, there's so many to go from. Do you choose Robocop? Do you go with Top Gun? Do you do Commando or Predator? I went with Lethal Weapon. Oh, what do you want to hear, man? Do you want to hear that sometimes I think about eating a bullet? Huh? Well, I do. I do. I even got a special one for the occasion with a hollow point. Look, make sure it blows the back of my goddamn head out. Do the job right. Every single day I wake up and I think of a reason not to do it every single day. And you know why I don't do it? This is going to make you laugh. You know why I don't do it? The job. Doing the job. Now, that's the reason. You want to die. I don't. I'm not afraid of it. I ain't afraid of it. Take my gun. Don't nibble on the barrel. Pull the trigger. Go ahead, pal. Be my guest. Go ahead if you're serious. You should tempt me, man. Put it in your mouth. Bullet might go through your your ear and not kill you. Yeah, under the chin. Yeah, 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 under the chin. crazy. And it's that chemistry between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Uh, You know, two mismatched cops who then become one of the most celebrated buddies in movies. Exactly. And that's the right word. Buddy cop movies. I mean, that's what they became. Beverly Hills was on last night. I ended up watching it a little bit before I hit the hit the hay. But it's the 80s of that time of indulgence as well. Not to, to forget, of course, you know, the mullets, the slow-mo. We got the synthesizers. We had the one-liners. There, as you go, Lethal Weapon was full of them. Um, if anyone remembers the Lethal Weapon movies, the very first one, Danny Glover actually says also, I'm too old for this. <laughs> um, so much um, solidified... Uh, Lethal Weapon in this kind of pop culture of the 80s. Um, And uh, as much as everybody loves Mel Gibson for his improvisation, it didn't actually work very well on the set because they had to kind of work around him. He's a little bit of a Robin Williams. He likes to go off kind of script and do his own thing. Um, But at the time, I remember the Lethal Weapon films just being on repeatedly over the Christmas period and more. And um, the script in itself is not bad. You know, it's got that mix of action, humour, and there's always a bit of romance thrown in there as well. But Martin Riggs, that's the character. He's emotional, he's volatile. um, You know, he's a troubled police officer. It brings all together the elements that make an 80s action flick work. And of course, the genre continues um, with, uh, you know, Fast and Furious, the franchise, and with John Wick and so on. But there's something about that era 
that is different. Absolutely. And if I don't mention the Mad Max franchise, I'll be, I'll be shot on the spot. Um, I think because so many kids, myself, that's my era growing up, you know, these were our heroes of the time. Um, not yeah, maybe, maybe it is that those movies, there, there was, they had a heart. They did. And there was a simplicity to them as well. And, and not forgetting, you know, people said to me, I got a text there from saying, don't forget to mention Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Ludgren. You know, of course, the Rocky movies. We were talking about Sly there earlier. I mean, it's an incredible documentary. I know Rocky wasn't, was filmed in, in the late 70s, but, you know, Rocky genres went right through the 80s and onwards and I think are still yeah. continuing. He's talking about bringing another one back. Um, but... Really and truly, I think, again, that chemistry and the simplicity of the 80s born some incredible directors uh, of of that time. Of course, Steven Spielberg is immersed in that particular um, field, not in the action field particularly, but, you know, let's lead into kind of... Red is the the Lost Ark, which which casts an archaeologist in uh, as a, you know... A hero. That's right. And who who could ever defy how incredible the the uh, the Indiana Jones franchise is? All right, so many well, look, great movies, all to be enjoyed yet again. Because of a feeling, they'll all be shown once more over the Christmas time. Absolutely. But uh, Lisa Cannon, a TV presenter, executive producer of Spotlight, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.